Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Well, everybody joins us as we're live. In the interim, we'll play some copyrighted songs. <laughs> so <laughs> so we can so get it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Anyway, folks, it is Rogue News in the morning. It is Thursday, May 5th. We have with us Crypto Cowboy. He's joining us today. CJ's is with us as well. And we're all here, the trifecta, the tres muscateros. We're going to be running down a lot of the market news, a lot of the crypto news. That's why we got Cowboy here for the analysis every Thursday. And on top of that, we're going to be covering everything else that's going on geopolitically, geoeconomically. Uh, I have Andre Martinov coming on next week, so it's going to be exciting. Um, YouTube will be back up by then. I promise you for that, for that, for that kind of in, in, interview, because it's going to be clean. It's going to be non-controversial, and the odds of me saying something controversial that could get us struck out is going to be less. Or well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, um, oh guys, if you haven't seen Andre, just did an amazing show with our buddies Alex and Alex over at the Duran. Uh, he was there with Gonzalo Lira, the whole entire rundown. Wait, go there. It's like two, uh, I think it's like almost over two and a half hours, but it's two and a half hours of the best time of your life. Go check it out. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Fucking awesome. It's just yeah, awesome. With Gonzalo Lira, um, you know, this last week I've kind of been busy. My little guy caught his first cold, and so I haven't been paying attention. What happened with Gonzalo? Like the guy. He was captured. Free? So he, he was, and he's freed? He was freed through negotiations and stuff. They let him go. The Russians helped negotiate on his behalf. A lot of people were looking for him. So based on that political uh, pressure, the fact that also that everybody knows him and it looks like really bad press, that you have an Internet celebrity pretty much, you know, somebody with over, you know, close to 300,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel um, was released. And I think I think they took Gonzalo's YouTube channel down. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, they released him. You know, so Gonzalo was on with um, Alex Mercurius and Ale- uh, Alexander Mercurius and Alex Christafu over at the Duran uh, with Andre Martinov. And Martinov was just, dude, you know, you just know, how can I put it? You know, there's a lot of bullshitters out there, right? Fucking armchair generals. Idiots who don't have any experience, who never worked in the fucking industry. When you know somebody who's with experience, they, they have a particular type of lingo, right? They mention granular details that a person who's never worked or has experience in that field would never even would even mention. You know, it's like people in the know would say something like that. And that's the thing with Martin Up. Because when I compare Martinov to a lot of the other analysts that are out there, right, who are who who, who are just talking glib, nondescript platitudes and axioms, and not saying anything at all, versus somebody who's analytically breaking the whole thing down exactly how how it's going to happen, it's a breath of fresh air. Go check it out; it's going to be awesome. So I have Andre. Uh, let me see it just to confirm up. 
my man Smoothie. So we will be doing a show, yeah, next Thursday at 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard. So next next Thursday at 4 p.m., Andre Martinov will be on. Do not friggin' miss it. You know, whatever you do, don't miss it. We're going to be running the gambit on that day. So that being said, gentlemen, what's going on, guys? How are you? Dude, I'm good. Um, you know, I'm starting to actually get some sleep again. It's uh, even though it's just a cold. When a three month old gets a cold, that's just like it's an event. So, you know, I've uh, just been dealing with that. Dude, personally, enjoy every moment, personally, man. I'm so pumped up and excited for for Amanda Heard and Johnny Depp trial. I'm just like, you know, just <laughs> waiting for the next episode uh, to be released today. I'm just. Just so excited about it, V. Just, just, I'm just so excited. You and me both. I think, I, I think you and I are going to have a watch party, right? I mean, we're going to get, we're going to order some soy lattes, and uh, you know, we're going to have our pussy hats on, and we're going to sit on the couch and watch it together, Siege. Yeah, yeah, you know she... what? Both, both of them, both of them are really like psychos. Like both of them, like they, they <laughs> yeah. literally, like they literally deserve each other. Like they're both, they're both so fucked in the head. Like they really are. And I don't want to turn this into cuss with Gus, but. They are. They they deserve each other. Like neither one of them out of this should go into any type of relationship for at least five years until they go through not only a detox but some type of psychological reprogramming for both of them. You know, I just I posted yesterday on Twitter like every bit of this. You know, to me, I guarantee their lawyers are already working on the background, like signing the agreements on the rights to either a Netflix Netflix oh, doc- God, documentary yeah. or movie. Yeah. They're looking at a huge payday coming out of this and and potentially that's what this entire trial is about like everyone could be in cahoots with each other dragging this out you know the, the conversation putting each other on there the comments the shitting in the bed you know all these things but boy i tell you what i mean yeah that's i, I and i don't i listen to like little bits and pieces of it maybe some some recaps but yeah I, I think that's what it is i think they're just setting themselves up for for a huge payday and that way they can part ways and both have their their millions that they've just uh you know just basically have lost due to their, their substance abuse issues and their lifestyles that they you know that they, they continue to live. So we'll see. Actually I'm with uh, what that, I think that's Janie's journey. I think this might be in part of publicity stunt. They have some kind of agreement uh, because it's just bringing them both to the, you know, to the front of the news. And they say in Hollywood, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. And by the way, um, this is on a technical note. I'm using a different microphone, so it, you know, someone let me know if my levels are too high, too low. I can adjust. Hey, man, my levels are always high. You gotta be to want to watch that uh, that trial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta have some serious. And, and I can't forget. I can't forget. It's Cinco de Mayo, so hopefully oh, everyone's yes. ready for some tequila today, some good Mexican food. Siege, because you're a Mexican siege. And you're a terrible one at that because you very you barely speak <laughs> Spanish. You're horrible. You should you should hand in, you should hand in your your Hispanic card immediately. But what 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 is Cinco de Mayo? Is that, is that Independence Day or like what is that? It's 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 their it's their Freedom Day, be It's like American Fourth of July. No, no, no. It's it's basically a celebration <laughs> of of the 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 war that was raised that they had in Mexico, I believe, with France way back then. So it's not it's not traditional or Spain, Spain, Spain. Not a traditional like Good type, God, you know. Type of like American type holiday, but we celebrate it here in America regardless. You know, you know what I'm saying. So, um, in Mexico, not so much, but here, yes, it's it's a it's a it's almost like a, a national tequila day uh, rehash. So, yeah, <laughs> national tequila. It's national tequila day, boys. That's what it is. 
Sí, para mis amigos hispanos. Yeah. Cinco de mayo, sí, yo, soy, yo soy gringo que habla español. Very That's good. Right. Cowboy fluent in many languages over here. Yeah, just Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I grew up in Southern California, and I made that decision early, so. So let's, let's do this. So, Cowboy, lots going on in the crypto markets. Looks like we're being range-locked again between 38 and 43. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. Let's get into so it, bro. It should, uh, you guys should be able to see the charts right now. Yes, we see it, my friend. Let me roll over to the Bitcoin. Um, I think that we should talk a little bit about actually the wider market because Bitcoin has a... Um, Bitcoin is going to be just like any asset. It's either going to be expanding or attracting, which means it's going to be volatile, or it's going to be ranging, which means that it is not volatile. So historically, Bitcoin has expanded and contracted according to the four-year cycle that has to do with the happening. Uh, we're not going to go into too much of that right now, but if I just put this out to like a higher time frame, and I choose a little bit different of a chart here. So let me go to Coinbase so we can actually see some more history here. I hate when it does that. Okay, so I'm going to pause on my alarms right now because that's just the way. All right, anyway, so you can see here, like back in 2017, I think the halving was 2016, if I remember right. So you have this big run-up after the halving, and then you have a contraction up into the next halving which is in 2020. And right after that happened, you have this big run-up. And if I were to go back into further history, you'd see it. Every four years, there's an expansion upwards, and then you have a contraction. And in between the expansion and contraction, you just have a ranging market, like, uh, say, right here. You know, all through this area, that's just kind of a ranging market. Not much going on. Um, and we're about to probably see that again. And through, I'm guessing, another year maybe quite some time. And I do think that price has the potential to head down into that 20K range. So I, you know, now it might head up in the meantime, we might see, you know, some, some move upward. I mean, it's possible, but I honestly think price is probably for the high time frame look, you know? And, and again, I'll, I don't really trade high time frame. I invest in Bitcoin, so I, I tend to hold it. Um, and then I do smaller. I prefer and... to buy high and then sell low. That's what yeah. I like to do. It's, it's a winning strategy for me. I've, I, it's really worked out well for me, uh, personally speaking. You know, I like to buy it at the maximum price. Like typically, when it hits like forty-five, forty-six, I buy it, and then I sell it at like when it hits like thirty-six, thirty-seven. Oh, so you're just doing what, uh, <laughs> like, what they tell you to do on CNN, basically. That's I listen they... to Jim Cramer, man. Yeah, he tells yeah. me to buy, dude. I I'm the I'm one of the guys who bought Bear Stearns on that Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, dude! Seriously though, that they, that, nobody talks their book like the news. It's so sad. Um, so anyway, I, you know, what I'm thinking is probably going to happen. We're going to see like a move down to like 33-ish, like here, maybe even. And here comes my uh, my Madden style here. Somebody said I was like a Madden, like the, the Madden of crypto. I actually have a lot going on in the background. I have my own algorithm that I built and all that stuff, but I worked hard for that, and so y'all are not going to get to see it. I'm just going to show you what I think is going to happen. He makes the crypto goes up again. Boom! It's like, boom! It's going to go! It's going to go down! It's, it's going to go up and down! I'll tell you right now. <laughs> so 
<laughs> I think, I mean, look, best. That's best, a buy signal right there, cowboy. Boom! Boom, buy it, just like Jim Cramer said, yeah. So, you know, I do think the best case scenario is some move up to kind of like maybe knock its head on 49,000. That could happen. If it did, I think it would be a scam pump, like an exit pump. We're going to talk about what a scam pump is because we're going to look at the S&P. <laughs> but, um, hey, man. Yeah, everybody loves the I, I like, scam I like pump. using pumps, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, that would just be great. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to knock its head and then just head down, maybe do some consolidation in the 20K range like for quite a while. That's what I think will happen. So, uh, and that's fine. So and the thing about it is that I mentioned this consolidation time. I mentioned volatile and ranging because what Bitcoin does when it's ranging, when it's not expanding, um, it tends to go along with the wider market. And that's because Bitcoin so far has proven to be what is called risk on. So let's talk a little tiny bit about what risk on and risk off are. So risk on means... Um, when the market and the wider market is doing well, when you can say like Tesla's going to, you know, really high and whatever, whatever, when the S&P is expanding and there's just the cheap money is being pumped into the market, people are willing to be risky. So they're willing to buy things that they can get a big profit on, right? So when the market becomes bearish, the overall market, TradFi, traditional finance becomes bearish, people begin to go defensive. Uh, some people will do gold. Uh, some people will buy things like Walmart, Staples, things like that. And those are risk off assets. These are assets that, that you know, people buy when the market is not doing so well overall. Bitcoin so far has proven to be risk on. And everybody in crypto, a lot of the uh, crypto, whatever, traditionalists, whatever you call crypto moon boys, they're always thinking that Bitcoin is like a safe haven. Did you now. say crypto moon boys? Moon. moon. <laughs> Moon. That's pretty good, man. You also do barn animals. I do barn animals. I yeah. That's I, amazing. I, I I don't do barn animals. I make oh, noises I, like yes, barn that's animals. That's what I meant. Yeah, there's <laughs> been a difference there. You um, impersonate yeah. them, not not actually do them. <laughs> I don't do. I do not do barn animals. I mean, I know you're, you you recently moved out into the into the Pacific, <laughs> into the, the Northwest. <laughs> uh, actually, Zizi's already good. started drinking. He's he's not even paying attention. At nine thirty, so yeah, he I started. He's like, yo, he's all day. It's an all day. I gotta pace myself. It's an all day extravaganza. He he, he, uh, he he's tapping Don Julio at right now as we're talking. <laughs> Dude, when uh, we were watching the hobos, and by the way, hobo sermon shot. Just gotta remind everybody. I know CJ. Yeah, actually, folks, go uh, check out hobo, man. Hobo, you gotta give me a link, man. Email me, bro. I wanna be a part of this. It's in out. Discord, oh, bro. It's in I Discord. Hate, you know, I don't use any of these social apps. It's weird, it's in, right? It's not a social app. But just, just, just look at it. All right, all right. I'll <laughs> get on Discord. <laughs> yeah, you, Hobo's great, man. He's he actually has like music. We should have Hobo on one of these lyrics. days on our show. What Hobo? CJ, how come we haven't gotten Hobo on? Well, I I, I want to do. Yeah, I mean, Hobo's great. Yeah, I, I agree, Cowboy. He's very talented. Um, you know, I I like his his vocals are wonderful and his guitar. Yeah, I, his lyrics, some of his songs, his originals. I mean, yeah, I, we we should have him on for 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 something. You know, he did one of our intros. Uh, yeah, so go check out his YouTube channel. Just like I said, just look up Hobo Sermons, and you'll get it'll get you there. Well, actually, you know, whenever he's in the comment section of the live shows, he comes up with these like pearls of wisdom too. Like he knows what's up. He's not just a musician; he's a good guy. I actually, I sent him money. I just, you know, I mean, it's there's like a buy me a coffee. So you know, if you're gonna go listen to him, support him too. He's got buymecoffee.com. He takes crypto. Make sure you, you support him. And he's an expat, so he probably can walk That's you through right. some things. Maybe maybe he, we could do a show he's with him in, on living in Taiwan. 
That's a Hobo, great do, idea. do you live in a where 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 in Taiwan? Taiwan, Thailand. Do you live, man? Are you in a, live out in Bangers or Phuket or one of those places? Thailand's nice. I, beautiful. I live in Phuket. Phuket. <laughs> it's Phuket. This is not Phuket. When you get tired of America and you want to go somewhere else and you say Ah Phuket. Yeah, he's ah. in the house. We'll we'll look for his comment. But uh, yeah, you know, CJ, when we were on Hobo's show, like he says about a tequila sunrise, I'm like, damn, dude, CJ's a lush man. It's not 2020 anymore. What are you doing, bro? Tequila really sunrise. Really? Yeah, that's what you. That's what you're having, right, CJ? It, yeah, tequila sunrise. So it's OJ tequila and just a splash of grenadine. It's 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 smooth. It's 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 a morning breakfast. It's a morning breakfast. It's a morning breakfast. I'm having a, a cosmopolitan this morning, <laughs> and then maybe some sex on the beach. Yeah. So no. Whatever the latest know. Cosmo drink is. Um, yeah, that just sounds great. Let's just freaking put on. Uh, what's that? Let's put on a mankini. Just go have some of that. I'm going to put on a mankini afterwards. It's like you know, put some hair on my peaches. <laughs> I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> All right. Let me just put the mic on mute. I waxed yesterday. <laughs> it's a tradition. You have it's to before Shinko. You never know where you're going to end up. You never know. That's why you got to be freshly waxed everywhere. I always wax on May the 4th. <laughs> May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, may the 4th gender be with you. All right. So uh, anyway, so yeah, that's Bitcoin. So when uh, Bitcoin is not expanding or heavily contracting, it tends to follow along with the market. And so I am going to skip over. We can look at, you know, Ethereum Ripple, I have charts already for those, but I think we should take a quick look at the SPY, uh, the S&P, because I do want to kind of talk a little bit about that since the wider market is going to dictate what crypto does. Hey, Cowboy, want. real quick before you before you jump up, up sure. over there to the S&P, I thought the cryptos would see a little bit more of a lift today uh, with the uh, uh, the FOMC, uh, and I can't believe they went a half a basis point. That's pretty pretty aggressive on their part, but it, it's, you know, to me, it's, it's unusual, maybe not, to see what uh the coin market's doing uh, crypto market's doing as well as the S&P. I mean it, it it looks like they're both plunging a little bit. No, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's where I was going next with this. Um so I'm going to go to Bitcoin. I'm going to go to like a I'm going to zoom in and take a look at what's happened. So you zoom yeah, in, man. We're going to zoom in. So it was zoom yesterday in. was basically if you ask me it was a scam pump. Okay. So what happens with um, when market makers want to exit a market? What they do is they pump the price up really high. Now, Bitcoin, I think, was not the scam pump. It was the S&P. Um, and that's why, you know, CJ, because you asked that question, is why I did want to kind of move over to the S&P. But we're, we're going to go ahead and talk about both. So yesterday, um, and there was an article in Zero Hedge that mapped it out pretty well. I think it was a scam pump. I think the narrative that they used to pump the markets up was that a lot of people were expecting even more basis points, like say 75 basis points instead of 50. And so when Powell did, he said he took 75 basis point uh, hikes off the table. And so the market ran up with that. Now, I think that was a narrative. I do think that the uh, market makers went ahead and planned for that narrative and they pushed the price up to get retail to do the same. And then when they went ahead and exited at what was a key resistance, um, you know, the rest of the market was left holding the bag. Now, because Bitcoin is not in its expansion phase and because it's actually kind of a range phase, it's going to follow along with 
uh, the S&P. So that's why we're seeing this nastiness that we're actually seeing right now. Um, so, and, and, you know, each one of these bars is 108 minutes. I use 108 minutes because just my, my testing is, you know, says that that's good. It's a long story. But if we jump over to this S&P, which I'm going to do right now, um, we're going to go ahead and look at that same exact thing happening. You can look at it even on the weekly. You can see this big white upside down hammer, inverted hammer. It's not, it's not printed yet, so, you know, we don't want to say this. That's what it is. But that's what it is so far. So price kind of spiked up really hard. And you can see that there's a wick on the candle right before it. And it's a, a John Wick. A John Wick. Yeah. He's, mm. he's, he just hammered some cement. Down that means things are about to blow up. Get your gold coins. Yeah. Just ripping. My gosh. What? What is this, Siege? No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, just the, the economic data is just freaking crazy right now. Wow. Good, good. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll well, I want to, I want to, yeah, I want to hear what CJ, what you found. But Well, um, no, I mean, just, you know, in, in regards to what you just reported, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. I'm just going to borrow uh, uh, Paul's, London Paul's from uh, the Sears Report, a couple of his uh, tweets real quick. Uh, U.S. mortgage rates now stand at 5.27%, which is the highest since August 2009. Wow. Uh, other economic data that came down today was the fact that uh, U.S. Uh, farm productivity fell by 7.5% in quarter one. Uh, estimate was 5.3%. Uh, labor costs for quarter one are up 11.6%. Jobless claims are up 200K. Estimate was 101K. Yeah, it's it's... Yeah, it's a I love red. it. It's bad. It's That's bad. awesome. Wait till tomorrow when uh, they talk about it's three pretty decent reports. You got unemployment rate, non-farm employment change, and average hourly earnings. Those Ooh. are all heavy impact events happening at uh, 8.30 EST tomorrow. So wait till Markets are going to fly tomorrow, baby. I'm buying. Woo. I'm going to buy oh. high tomorrow, and I'm going to sell low the next day. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you could do that. You know, if Nancy Pelosi were left to her own devices, that's exactly what she would do. But no, she's the oh, best geez, trader no, in the world. How dare you talk about the dentured public servant and her brilliant stock trading strategies? How dare you? So she, she's a she's brilliant a, trader. Italians have you're just jealous. We have to apologize for her, us Italians, because she doesn't. She doesn't belong here. She's <laughs> she's not she's, a real paisan, bro. No, she's, she's, she's not. She's not. She's not a real Goomba. She, she's, no, well, actually, she is kind of like a big member of the crime family. So maybe, you know, that kind of fits a little bit. See, yeah. I'm an honorary Paisan. I grew up with the uh, around the Italians. You sound more Paisan than I do. I do. Uh, you know, that's like, that, that's that uh, New York Brooklyn accent. Hey, hey, forget about it. Huh? Forget about it. And so what forget we're going to do. It. It's what not what I'm talking about, here. Tony. Yeah, Tony. Look, look, and I, listen, my friends were Tony Boombots, Joey Baseballs, and Don Carluch. Ah, that's right. And uh, Nicky Kneecaps. I'm over here. Nicky Kneecaps. I'm doing, I'm doing some charts. So basically what happened is all these market makers were looking for a great time to exit. Do you, Joe so, Pesci? Uh, you dumb motherfucker, you! <laughs> that you is what? the best. Who the Joe fuck do you think you are? You're going to call my friend a faggot? Huh? Now you're crying on the ground, you dumb motherfucker, you! <laughs> See, you tell me that's if that's awesome. not Joe Pesci, yeah, bro. That's, that's awesome. amazing. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Joe Pesci. That's the casino, Joe Pesci. Yep. 
Great um, movie. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah, dude. Live by the sword, die by the oh. sword. That's a fact. So uh, this is, you know, CJ, we're going to talk about scam pumps. Um, so basically what happened was they used, I, I think they used the, I don't know, who knows what they did, right? I'm just kind of guessing. But I think they used that narrative yesterday regarding, uh, oh, you know, less bearish than we thought, kind of less less hawkish than we thought. And so what they've done is they went ahead and got the market to think, like the retail, basically, the rest of us, to think that everything was going to head up. I'm having a hard time here. Yeah, we can fix this stuff here. Let me just do it old school. Let me get my, my arrow out. So these three points like right here, these are all peaks, right? So they know that technically price is probably going to have a hard time going past this, right? Because you have two prior, uh, you know, reversals right here. Okay, these are pivot points. So yesterday the news hit and it just freaking bombed up. Right, it bombed up all up until not that long ago, like I don't know, a few hours ago. What am I looking at? 108 minutes, so like maybe three or four hours ago. Down, okay, likes to say midnight, and freaking bam! All of a sudden, now we're seeing everything tank. So they basically did a scam pump where they got retail to buy in, and that creates buying pressure. And look, if you're going to sell, somebody has to buy, and if nobody's buying and you're selling, the price is going to drop, and you're going to actually create a drop in the market where you lose money. So what they did was they used the news to actually create a pump and they even probably used their own algos and their own money. But then retail probably took over and pushed the price up for them and allowed them to exit. And now the scam pump is over. Price is headed back down. We're probably going to have more bearish news tomorrow. And with that, you can see, uh, let me move over back to Bitcoin here. You can see crypto followed that like literally right to the T. You see that crypto moved up. Bitcoin, as it were, did range, moved up, and the top of the scam pump, right at the same time, all of a sudden, bam, now you see it fall. So yesterday, I think it was a scam pump, it was an exit pump, and I think that we're going to see, I mean, on the higher time frame, the S&P does not look good. Um, back to the S&P, I think we are going to see, uh, I'm going to zoom out just a little bit to the uh, weekly chart here. Yeah. I, the next level down is going to be like maybe like 3,900. We might have like a pit stop at 3,700, but I'm calling 3,600 before, you know, it's done. Now, of course, uh, Powell is saying that they're going to try to engineer a soft landing. So, you know, sure. If they, <laughs> that you know, means get ready for a landing. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, get ready. that's, that's what you, you call Fed double speak. That's like. I'm going to. Oh man, I, I don't want to turn this into cuss with Gus. I was going to say. I'm going to turn weird. this into a slightly less burnt inferno. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> We're going to kill soft this softly. Slightly pregnant. It's not a Tesla yeah. burning out. It's just a good solid house fire. <laughs> my, my dad always used it's to. It's a slightly. That. It's a mostly peaceful protest. Be careful, folks. When the people that tell you it's a mostly peaceful protest is telling you about a a, a soft landing in the markets, you better pucker up. You better <laughs> pucker up your sphincters. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Sandpaper prophylactic. So you know, here's the thing about it. I, I think thirty six hundred is going to happen. Um, I think V. You said you're going to get some data. We might have a better idea 
of what happens after, say, like June or July, we might get some data. Is that something that uh, you yeah. said? Okay. Yep. So, you know, I think until then, 36, maybe even 3,200 on the menu. And that's, we're talking about, say, 40, where are we now? We're at 41. So 41 to 36 is 7 into 40 is 6. So that's a 12, 15%, maybe 20%. I would even be surprised to see 20, 25% from this current level. Um, and as that compresses, everything else is going to compress. Um, so back to crypto, and we'll probably run through some charts a little more quickly now that we've talked a little macro. Um, I got uh, Ethereum here. We're looking on the daily chart. And as you can see, um, Ethereum ran up with kind of everything else. And this is, it peaked out in uh, the beginning of April. It's been retracing ever since, going down to the 786. We had like a technical balance that kind of went along with the market. Um, so I do think that actually price will, I mean, it's going to range. I think even Bitcoin, I think everything is going to kind of range where it is and then dump. And that's going to be following the S&P. Um, but a key level um, for Ethereum right now is, say, 2400 or even more key is going to be 2100 psychologically 2000 um, If Bitcoin breaks 2000 though, that's, that's going to be some carnage. But I do think it's really possible because on the weekly, the prior high in the old, you know, in the 2018 cycle, um, let's see, get this. The 2018 cycle high was 1400 So it would not surprise me to see price head down to just either kind of kiss 1400 and then head back up. And we're talking about over the next 12, 15 months. Um, or even, I, I know 1700 is like pretty likely. I think we'll probably see a bounce at the lows of 2100 maybe a technical bounce, another dead cat, maybe at 1700 And then it may be a wick down. And it just depends on what happens with markets. I mean, look, if they turn the spigot back on, and I think they will probably turn the spigot back on, uh, it might not be until next year, but whatever they do, we'll see like tech balance or maybe even, you know, everything come back. But in the end, crypto does have to go through its own cycle. And that tends to, you know, that means we're seeing crypto winter for another 15 months. That's that's what I think will happen. So, um, or, or 12 months, 14 um, so that's Ethereum. Uh, quick look at Ripple, and I, I wanted to point Ripple out because there is some news. Um, so you know, there's the lawsuit with the SEC, and essentially the the news out there, the scuttlebutt, is that they are settling. I'm not following it that closely. I got a buddy of mine who's a uh, uh, an XRP moon boy, so and I hold a fair amount of XRP myself. And so with this uh, lawsuit with the SEC, most likely settling sometime soon likely there will be a move upwards and there's a lot of talk about ripple being a very big part of what's happening already it's being used around the world for like by major players I mean, it's a big deal so you know i know everybody oh ripple the baker's coin it's the baker's coin i don't want to use it because oh, be pragmatic if ripple's making you money then you freaking use it you understand me that's what i'm trying to say be pragmatic you know it's the baker's coin i don't want to touch it so yeah that's that that's banker's right. coin puts money in my pocket. <laughs> At this point, that's what matters. I like to, you know, I make some money. I turn it into things I need, like food or, you know, a raised garden or whatever, gold, silver. We're going to talk about gold and silver, by the way. But one thing about I don't want to talk about in, gold and silver. It's terrible. Well, it is. Yeah, bad stuff. Like It doesn't allow you know, me to buy high and sell low. I'm not interested. That, you no, know, you just got to you gotta hold it. Just like coffee. You know, we hold our physical coffee here at Rogue, don't we? Absolutely. Anyway, dude, let's get into 
yeah, go ahead. Go oh. finish up your Ripple thing, then we'll get into the financial news that uh, sounds good. We went through. So this is just a bearish, uh, very bearish pattern. <clears throat> you have a lower highs with a bottom that's kind of consistent, and from a um, from a market participant standpoint, what you're looking at is that the sellers are selling sooner and sooner and sooner. The buyers are defending this sort of uh, 55 cent line. But if the sellers are advancing on the buyers and the buyers are not returning that advance, then chances are we're going to see a drop. So it would not surprise me one bit to see Ripple go ahead and fall again if that uh, fundamental news does not uh, play out. So, um, you know, I would be if you're if you're not hodling Ripple, then there is a risk. So that's, you know, but again, none of what we say is financial advice to your research and consult a licensed professional before you risk your money on markets because you can lose all your money. Don't do anything I do and have a good day. Uh, so what do you got? Very well said. <laughs> Very well said. Uh, Siege, uh, I have something here to share. I will, uh, I will share it. This is uh, Siege just sent this to me. This is, a, this is a first for Wall Street officially. I mean, we've been doing this for a while, um, you know, on, 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 on the unpublic sense. Coinbase took out its first Bitcoin back loan from Goldman Sachs. But this is the first time between two institutions that this has happened. And, you know, Largest exchange in the U.S. is taking out a loan from Goldman, collateralizing Bitcoin as Wall Street first, paving the way for others to follow. Folks, I've been saying this for the longest time. There is nowhere for yield-starved Western banks to go. As the economy implodes, the only place left for them to go is into crypto, isn't back to the financials markets, into commodities. This is why we're getting into that 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 delta of bitcoin of commodities and bonds as the means for them to start making some sort of yield and this is a signal and now you got to understand who you know let, let, let's cut through the chase and, and the bs and let's look at what really happened here i've said this over and over again for years the most powerful group within the United States, within the Western world, when it comes to cryptocurrencies is DCG Group, Digital Currencies Group, okay? DCG owns Coinbase. They also own Kraken. They also own several wallet, uh, 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 you know, uh, software programs and platforms. They own uh, BitGo, okay? They, and BitGo was the largest custodian of Bitcoin in the world, you know, and they're, they're and you know, fully insured the whole nine yards. They bought them. Now, DCG Group, one of the people, one of the companies that owns shares in DCG Group is who else? Goldman. Okay, I want you to think about this. This is one company. Okay, that's in the DCG Group. This is a, a one of the shareholders of DCG Group. So, what are they doing here? Somebody want to break that down? I'm going to go ahead and guess that they are going to take, what do you call it? They are going to buy what everybody else is selling yep. and get all the supply. Yep, exactly. Corner the market. Yep, and that's exactly Gee. what's been happening for the last several years. And Cowboy, you and I have been talking about it for some time now. I've been talking about it for some time now. We've been talking about, about this occurring. And what they're signaling here. I mean, think about it. This is essentially the right hand giving the left hand money. They're all part of the same organization. 
right? And they let this happen, saying, hey, look, well, this, this, this is where things are going to go. Now, more and more companies are going to be doing this. What does this mean? More crypto products are coming. And like what Cowboy said, they're buying up the supply. So do they want you to have crypto? No. Why? How? Because they're controlling the on-ramps and the off-ramps. But what Goldman's ready to do, listen, we don't want you buying the volatility of Bitcoin. It can go to $100,000 a coin, and it can drop to 70000 or 85000 which for institutional traders like Goldman Sachs, they will make a killing on the volatility and the churn. But you, Joe Hodler, won't. So what Goldman Sachs is ready to do and what JP Morgan's ready to do here. Instead of buying a volatile Bitcoin or crypto, buy our crypto ETF. You get all the benefits of crypto. Indexed, our indexed crypto fund. Get all the benefits of crypto with none of the volatility. Backed by the strength and security of Wall Street. And that's how they're going to sell it to Joe Public. And Joe, and Joe Public is going to jump on it. And this is why I'm always telling people, look, whatever crypto you can get, especially like Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever the hell you can get, get it. And again, this is not financial advice, but we see where the trend is going. Cowboy, CJ, your words. Dude, you said it all. Well, I, and let's not forget, I think Coinbase is a publicly traded company, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, they're publicly traded. So, I mean, again, looking back at, at, at wallets and then putting the crypto up, uh, how many, 4,000, a little over, close to 4,500 in BTC, knowing for the fact that, like, literally, like, if your wallet, if you're holding, you know, crypto in that exchange, which, you know, you probably don't actually own it, you know, unless it, it's it's sitting there for, for Coinbase to, to leverage and to utilize, Um I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, crypto to, to fiat, and then they're going to use the fiat to potentially buy more crypto um, and, and where it goes. I mean, I just, again, I would just, I, there's a tweet or a tweet out here, whoever commented on this. I can't remember who the guy is. Let me read through it. Uh, Coinbase is working. Goldman is the first step in recognition of crypto as a collateral, which deepened the bridge between a, the fiat and crypto economies. I don't know who this uh, Preston uh, Peach is. Uh, did Coinbase just borrow US dollar from Goldman? With the market to market a BTC collateral, no wonder the SEC is hiring people. <laughs> well, I think that explains it all. I mean, I think that there's, it's very interesting this dynamic of 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 crypto and then and then collateralizing using it for for fiat, and in particular with the the market and the volatility of what we're seeing within the uh, the, the the banking sector. I mean, does this does this put you know significant risk at any point with uh, and now, granted, they're a huge firm, right? They have trillions of dollars of assets, but what does that say for Goldman? Uh, you know, what, what is what is their markup going to be? What are they they leveraging? And it's an undisclosed amount, which, you know, to me that uh, that's kind of a red flag as to the the success of Coinbase. And you know, if they if they're borrowing money to, to to you know fiat to expand more, to purchase more, or to you know again, they're a publicly traded company. I don't I can't I don't know what their actual. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, I think it's coin, right? Coin base. Yeah, so their market cap is is 24.9 billion and they're currently trading down uh nearly 15% today. Um, you know, I'm not sure if, in, in terms if you're in the S&P looking at 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 you know owning the the, hey, the actual stock is S&M. 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 Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, again, 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes and and you know other other companies to to move forward. But I like I said, I I wouldn't. I know you guys probably are, are feel the same way as, as far as Coinbase and you know. I would never you, buy shit on Coinbase. That's what I'm saying. That like yeah, I don't you, know. You're, you're you're on crack if you want to buy any sort of your coins and hold it at a damn exchange. You're freaking crazy. Well, yeah, that's what we've been, you know, talking about this whole time. And again, not financial advice, but if you don't hold the keys, you don't hold the crypto. You're just if, if you have a custodial solution, your security is at the mercy of their their security. And you know what? Quite frankly, if there's a big problem, <laughs> I just wouldn't want to have my I wouldn't want to have anything anywhere besides where I have complete control of it. And this is why I don't hold equities for very long. I day trade equities. But unless you hold a stock certificate, and even then, it's a piece of paper. Yeah, not your keys, not your yep. coins. You know, and I think that we also have to wonder if they are buying the physical. Uh, the, if you were to uh, help somebody, like, say, get, like, a loan, what's the LTV right now on, uh, say, Bitcoin? Uh, 65%. So that's, that's pretty good. You yeah, 65? 65 to 70% based on amount, two to three-year terms. And for gold, I can do 85 85 percent loan to value on gold that's killer that's yeah really with good, with i think um um interest rates down below under four yeah i didn't mean for this to be a commercial but dude 65 percent ltb from from these that's pretty good mm -hmm. we have to look at the rest of the terms but long story short um, when you are able to get that kind of ltb as a joe schmo this is basically where people are going to take their bitcoin they're going to use it as collateral like uh, like cj said so the question is they are the in crowd what kind of ltb are they getting so they could loan out their crypto. How many times are we seeing it rehypothecated? I mean, this yep. is, you know, we're, we're looking into what could be a pretty a top-heavy derivative scenario. Yeah. Now, that's dangerous. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Very well said. Siege, what else is on the radar? Lots of things going on, my man. Lots of things going on. Well, you know, I, I keep bringing this up in regards to, and I think you may have mentioned this, the... Uh, but here recently, as of April 24th, it looks like uh, Mexico is also uh, moving their uh, lithium uh, to nationalization and uh -oh. taking it away. Uh oh! Did you? Did you? Let me. I'll put you. Yeah, put that up quick. there, man. Like break that down. I mean, that that that's a kick in the nuts to the globalist banksters. There you go. Well, yeah, because I think Mexico is tired of being raped, right? Like, of course. For all these years, not only their their oil. Uh, you know, their, their leverage and being utilized for, for cheap, for cheap labor, <laughs> you know, for cheap labor, but, but Mexico as a country has all these, all these assets, right? Whether it's the silver, oh yeah, the oil, triple and, the and, mineral and, wealth of the United States, Mexico and, has. and the lithium. And now they're like, they're finally waking up. They're finally getting people in charge who, who are saying like, wait a minute here. Like we've allowed all these other countries, other uh, corporations come in and basically like pennies on the dollar for what 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 they're taking and game's over we're, we're going to nationalize these programs and and secure our future um so again i think this is this is a, a a huge message um you know as mexico just continues to to move forward um you know i think i think mexico may be ready for some american freedom at some point so that, that's exactly <laughs> that. uncle oh yeah freedom is gonna if freedom is gonna come their way man democracy is coming you can expect a color revolution to happen in Mexico pretty pretty shortly. I mean, isn't this basically what Putin did in 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 Russia when he took things back from the oligarchs that were yep. 
Yeah, he's like, he's like, no, we're going to nationalize these things moving forward, and we'll we'll decide some of these things, you know, because we're 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 done. We're tired of doing these things. So how dare they take their own assets for themselves? How dare they? Well, yeah, yeah so it, it's it's crazy, man. That's a it's typical, right? You have a country that has massive resources, so I, I would definitely expect some kind of, like you said, they they looks like Mexico needs some freedom. Some yeah. democracy. We got to spread some democracy in Mexico, right? You know, you want to know something, man? It's like I, I'm so bullish on long-term Mexico, especially post-America Mexico. I'm really bullish on them because, dude, once the once the U.S. hegemon, the empire of chaos, exceptional stand is done away with, you're gonna see Mexico develop and flourish. We all know the cartels exist. Because they're on the payroll of U.S. intelligence agencies. They are vital. Vital to not only the intelligence agencies for money laundering, but also for the prison industrial complex that occurs here in the United States. Which will collapse if the cartels in Mexico falter. Then the reason why the cocaine import agencies shifted from the Colombians and the Bolivians to the Mexicans is the Mexicans can create a cheaper, more efficient product at a better price. It's the only reason why, man. And, you know, and when this thing goes down, when the empire of chaos is no more, Mexico will flourish with the help of the multipolar world. Yeah, China and Russia. Yep. Bingo. Yeah, and, and then can, you'll and... see Spetsnaz <laughs> active on the ground, putting the fear of God into Mexican cartel members. Yeah, I think that, you know, part of that, part of that uh, collapse, if you will, it's going to have to do with when the derivative market explodes. And there actually is an article on Zero Hedge. Let me go ahead and I should have posted this before, so I give you guys time to pull it up. But basically, um, I just threw it in the, uh, you know, in the private. Oh, shoot. That was the title. Sorry, guys. I'm sucking at the uh, at this whole thing. But long story short, the amount of margin debt is reached levels we haven't seen as far proportionately since like the great depression <laughs> or since the, the the 1929 crash so when you have <laughs> when you have such a low amount of margin and that's coupled with a high amount of borrowed money for trading you're talking about people risking like 100 to 1 1000 to 1 this is for example in forex i do 50 to 1 that's about the lowest you can find margin wise and if for forex and you have to because like forex it was like you know a fraction of the penny so you have to actually do very large uh, trades but basically people do like a thousand to one so the risk of one of their own dollars and they're borrowing a thousand of somebody else's dollars and then the counterparty is doing the same thing and you're talking about the derivative market i know we've mentioned this before it's somewhere in the quadrillions isn't that right b oh yeah so the derivative market, what we're talking about is these are not underlying assets. These are not actual whatever it is you're trading, stocks, ETFs, anything like that. These are just – it's gambling. It's an open-air casino. So oh, 100%. When, There's no underlying asset, nothing. Not yet. It isn't. As a matter of fact, I think even stocks, like if you were just to buy a stock over at you know, whatever uh, broker, I don't want to mention any names. But if you just buy that stock, it's probably kind of like uh, – what was that company – that Obama's buddy ran with the gold where it was like people like five people bought the same bar. MF Global was it called? MF Corsine. Global from John Corzine. 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 From that mother, was Obama's mother buddy. Freakers. 
<laughs> and exactly. So what had happened was they collapsed because they and Gerald the Gerald uh, Salente had had his gold with MF Global, and he lost bigly. I mean, he got back to the court and whatnot, but dude, come on. I mean, again, you got smart people out there making stupid mistakes. Oh yeah, and, and to you know, just to, and this is a good exercise on what happens, right? So MF Global sold the same gold brick to five or more people. Essentially, they did a fractional reserve scenario because people were not taking their gold. This goes all the way back to the Rothschilds. This is how the Rothschilds got rich. And so, they, you know, the Rothschilds would have had made would hold people's gold. People would take a certificate instead of gold because gold's heavy. It's a pain in the butt to lug around. And so they would just trade the certificates. And the Rothschilds discovered way back in the 1700s or whatever it was that they could just write as many of these certificates as they want as long as enough people did not come back to redeem those certificates for actual gold. And so, fractional you know, reserve banking was born. Fractional. Oh, and, and you know what? It wasn't that long ago when we had a 10% reserve requirement for, you know, for banks. Oh, yeah. I think now there, there hasn't been a reserve requirement in a long time. It's all completely nope. free-floating. And so to this article, if you scroll down a little bit, you'll actually see the amount of um, of leverage has gone up and the, the amount of mark. Yeah, see, it's, I mean, we've never seen anything like this. And you'll notice that as the amount of good God, man, you see it. So as, as that goes up, you see you, you see what's going on. Holy here, right? shit! I, you know this is the whole entire thing. I like, you know, margin trading. I I, I wasn't paying attention to this. It's up three hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Good God, dude! They, what they have done is like when you rig your engine for nitrous. You have to rebuild the engine after you use it two or three times. Unless you, you have had a me, you never car. had your car. Next thing you know, <laughs> you're going to bust those seals on that intake. <laughs> I live my life a quarter mile. I live my time. life a quarter mile at a time. That's exactly, dude. <laughs> if, you, if you rig your car for nitrous, that's what's going to happen. You're going to have to rebuild the engine. The rings are going to bust. You might even seize up. You can use it once or twice, maybe three times. Right now, what they've done is they're just pumping pure nitrous, there ain't a gasoline anymore. So they're just they're running the economy so hot. They're running the trading market so hot, it's gonna break. And you know what? I don't no. want to. <laughs> but crypto, come on, man. We're America. Of we're, course. You know we're we're God's special country. You know God has blessed us. We're unique in the world. <clears throat> we're uh, the 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 salt of the earth. We're the light on the hill. We're, we're, you know, we're special, man. History does not apply to us. It doesn't. Economic mother nature is not a bitch with fangs and claws. <laughs> Cue <Mexican> music. <laughs> well, and look, if you can export your dollars and everybody has the USD as the reserve currency, mm. you can afford to print a bunch of it because the inflation is going to be contained in many ways. However, with the world slowly de-dollarizing, the ability to just go ahead and print more money to fix things is actually declining. Um, the, you actually mentioned this statistic not that long ago. <clears throat> the amount of GDP created per yeah. dollar printed, that's been declining, right? Yeah. Do you remember what the numbers are on that? I, I wish I had that stat. I didn't think of it till now. I don't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it's like for every dollar printed, we're down to like <clears throat> five cents of GDP. I mean, it's, it, you know, there was a time when, well, there was a time when it was basically one to one. 
um, you know, for, for those who don't know the history of what happened, was when Bretton Woods went ahead and took place, one of the rules was uh, imposed on the U.S. was that the we could not print more dollars than we had gold to back it with, right? That was a one-to-one, uh, you know, ratio, $35 per gold ounce. And the Federal Reserve not being bound by those rules because the Federal Reserve is as federal as Federal Express. It's not, you know, it's not a government agency. They went ahead and printed more dollars. And so we were just sending dollars to, you know, France to get wine and cheese. And we were sending dollars to Germany to get VWs. And we were sending dollars everywhere. We were getting real goods sent back here. And eventually France in particular, and I don't remember the year, I think it was probably 1970, France went ahead and, and realized they, they looked at their dollars and they're like, there's no way there's that much gold. And so uh, France went ahead and called the U.S. and said, we want our gold now. And Nixon said, oh, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> and they, quote unquote, temporarily took us off the gold standard. And that's 1971. And, that, and then everything went into a panic. Um, so in order to indemnify everybody, and this is something that is interesting, the right around that same time, coincidentally, not so coincidentally, the EPA was created. And the EPA went ahead and established a bunch of national parks where they would put these monuments, and that land was no longer purchasable by people. And underneath that land, coincidentally, were a lot of minerals. And a lot of countries were given rights to those minerals in an effort to make them whole for what happened with the removal of the dollar off the gold standard. So this is actually um, some pretty interesting history that happened. Um, yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's just the beginning of what happens when, you know, that's when the U.S. really started to leverage. That's when they really started to print the dollars. Yeah, so, you know, back then, before that, you could print a dollar and get a dollar's worth of GDP, essentially. We're down to five cents, and that's the end of that story. Sorry for the rant. It's all, good. It's all, it's all just good news, man. It just keeps getting better and better, you know. You know, stock purchases are through the roof. Insider trading is through the roof. Margin trading is through the roof. It's all good signs, man. It's all good times, yeah. but we have options. and and the, and the and the worst aspect of of that is almost every dollar uh, that's being created uh, by the government right now are for non-productive uh, U.S. efforts. In other words, you know we're printing billions of dollars, giving it to Ukraine, expanding it. There's no increase in production here in the U.S. I think a few days ago it came out that the U.S. trade deficit, I think, grew at the largest pace ever. I think it was like twenty-seven percent. Well, let me find the article came up and to the largest amount, like the largest amount on record, on yeah. record. Yeah. Um, so so all this money that's being created, it's it's it's, it's not doing anything productive. It's, it's nothing. Complete waste. It ain't doing every shit bit because of it. you know why we don't have a physical economy. And this is why uh, having a physical economy is so important, because what what is the point? You have a service based economy. What's the point of having that? Fire, fire, fire. Exactly. Right. What is the point of having that when when you have a service-based economy, but you're not making anything, right? Now watch this. So you're not making anything, and you have inflation. So like, we're going to get inflation out of control. How the hell do you get inflation in control when the price of goods and commodities continue to rise? Well, there's a piece of the puzzle that they're not talking about. And one of the reasons that the price of goods and commodities rising has to do with supply chain issues. You can't fix that with the Fed. No, you can't fix that with the Fed. It's all, it's, it, 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 it's looking bad. 2023, boys. I tell you, it's going to. 
Oh, boy. Get ready. Get ready. U.S. trade deficit hits record as goods import surge. The gap in goods and services trade grew by 22.3%, the Commerce Department has said. U.S. trade deficit widened in March, reflecting a surge in imports as companies relied on foreign product producers to meet solid domestic demand. How screwed up this is, man. This is this is like, you know, good money chasing out bad, you know? Unreal, man. Unreal. Yeah, as uh, Jack Nicholson says when he's the Joker in Batman, he says, this town needs an enema. Yeah, yeah this does. But let's not forget Trump's uh, tax cuts to corporation meant massive expansion in productivity and, and production and, and ramping up of, of manufacturing here in the United States. Look at the results. Isn't this oh, wonderful? Yeah. It's I'm bigly. Sure it's the all, biggest thing ever. It's all all it did was increase stock buybacks. That's all that happened. <laughs> Which, by the way, the, the blackout for buybacks just ended, too. So I think that was part of the narrative for the scam pump yesterday. I forgot yeah. to mention that. You know, what I'm also kind of like, one of the things about Trump that really bugs me is he's still pushing the damn jabs, dude. Like, come on, man. You the don't jab in the rigged election. The, the jab in the rigged election. Like people care about the rigged election still. Twenty. Get well, over it, dude. You have to care, man. You have to care about the rigged election. Yeah, At this point, I've the, given up all hope. A, hey, you know what though? And, and I'm with CJ 100 percent on this. CJ, like the DeSantis needs to stay in Florida. I think he he's he just that Floridans need him. We need people in local areas to run the game because what's yep. going to happen is it's it, Washington is done. There's no saving it. I don't care what you think. So we need to go ahead and prepare for things to change bigly. And just things are going to be run locally. And for a guy like DeSantis to leave Florida is going to ruin everything that's in Florida. Well, you got Suarez in Miami. And not Miami Beach. That's a completely different jurisdiction and authority. Miami, the city, which is run by... uh, Suarez, he's he's a fucking awesome. He's he's going to be the successor to DeSantis in Florida. There's no doubt about it. Well, hopefully, he's. I'm going to have him on soon. He I, he's he's very good friends with one of my very good friends. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. pretty cool, man. It's. Pretty I just cool. I hope that he has the same connections and protections as DeSantis. That's the concern. Yeah, yeah. So that's anybody that's, wants. I'll, to I'll find him. out. I'll find out soon enough, man. Well, he just you know whenever anybody has like a problem with him, he just steps out to so say hello to my little friend. That's it. That's it, Chico. That's it. Anyway, I think we're about uh, at the end of the show. I'd like to close off with this this quote spoken by the incomparable Dominic Toretto, a.k.a. Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I had a quote, too, but I'll wait for you. No, you first. Uh, I have a quote from the rightful, right honorable president, Joe Biden. Oh. <laughs> That's that's, my that's very deep. Yeah. That's very deep. So go ahead. I'm sorry to take the thunder. Ask any racer, any real racer. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. That's the wise words, man. Winning is winning. And that's no. all we need to do. We need to win. We need to stop worrying about the uh, the crash helmets and what they're going to do. And Yeah, I'm t- it, it, if, <laughs> Gus is, what, what, what Gus says always haunts me. If, if if on a 3 p.m. in the 22 in November during the 2022 midterms, all of a sudden, various counties stop counting. Oh boy, we're in for it. And the and the water main breaks. Like and the Georgia water breaks. main breaks. Yeah, he was pissed yesterday, man. He was on one. 
Did you see, um, what's it called? I was gonna call him Depeche. <laughs> <laughs> Dinesh you know D'Souza. You talked about it. His uh, movie, Two Thousand Mules. Yeah, I I didn't see it, but uh, I actually want to see this. Vela said that uh, the channel got taken down off Twitter. I'm well, sure I, it did. I think it's on Rumble. I think you can watch it on Rumble right now. Uh, yeah, I think. You know what? Let me go to Rumble because YouTube is not showing it because YouTube is gay. Yes, I mean that. I can say whatever I want, YouTube. Because I'm not on you. All right, 2,000 mules. Here we go. Are you guys ready? Let's see it. This is from Depeche. D'Souza. Wait, wait. Let me put my pussy hat on so I can be pissed. No, 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 no. This is actually really good trailer. This is serious because you know these assholes are gonna do the same thing again. This is this is like legit serious because they're gonna they're gonna do this again, man. There's no doubt about this. I mean, because they did it once, why would they stop, right? Let me know if you. It's loading. This is why. Hey, look. Come on, Rumble. Loading. You see this shit? Dude, you're Optimus Prime while it's loading. Before time began, there was the cube. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. <laughs> Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong, and they have little pieces, and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question, and I, I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold accusations require bold evidence, and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? Person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. This is not grandma walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time, is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at 1 o'clock in the morning? On one night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican Mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they work like that. This is jaw-dropping. What you showed is frightening. It's just sickening to me. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking enough to tip the balance in the 2020 presidential election? It's not a leap to say this would have made a difference. They have ruined Election Day in the United States of America. That's provable. And that's enough for me 
to fight the left with every fiber in my body. Without free and fair elections, we are not a democracy. We are a criminal cartel masquerading as a democracy. 2,000 mules. There you go, boys. Two comments real quick. Good. Number one was that let's remember if, if, if that's true, and I'm not saying that it's not, let's remember that that happened during the Trump administration. They very well should have known. They should have been prepared. There should have been counter things. So how, what does that speak to of Trump's organization and leadership? Absolute failure. See, no safeguards put in place to disrupt, to change that type of effort. Where, where was it? They could have countered it if, if they knew that it was probably in the works to, to do it. So where was the preparation? Maybe, <clears throat> maybe lost in transition with COVID. So we'll, we'll give them that. The second part of it is let's not forget that that same apparatus that got uh, Biden into office very well could have got Trump into office as well. So I'm just I'm just saying the intelligence services we don't uh, presidents in our country are selected they're they're not elected and and Jeff Burke was right from several years ago that probably voting in the national landscape doesn't matter. I think the answer is not to vote. Don't vote if we get. 15, 25 million people and they say you know what we're not voting this year we're gonna leave out let's see what the numbers do. Let's see what the numbers do. I, I know that's probably, you know, completely wrong, pisses people off, but the system's rigged against all of us. It's, it's you know, and it, it, people want to profit off this and whatever, and you know, they should have known better. And I'll, I'll stick back to my guns. Number one is that, you know, we had a sitting administration that controlled, you know, not, not the House and the Senate, but you know, they should have been prepared for it. There should have been some safeguards put in place, and, the, and the they got caught off guard. Is, they so. knew. They knew winning 2016 that these assholes were going to try and cheat in 2020. And everybody knew about it. But see, you missed the point. You see, the, the, the crash helmets had watermarked the, the, the specific bills that these mules were using. Yes. And they stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop. So oh, yeah. then they got this Italian guy, uh, you know, who was, uh, uh, you know, hacking satellites. And uh, they caught all the transmissions going over there. And uh, this is all part of the plan. You see what I'm saying? It's all part of the plan. Well, there's uh, one last thing. I I get not voting. I was actually like hardcore libertarian for a long time, which means like, you know, don't vote. <laughs> but one thing that I think happened with Trump was so many people actually did vote for him that it forced them to go to extraordinary measures to cheat. And it actually put a highlight on the situation. So I would say, okay, maybe voting doesn't matter when it comes to who's going to be in office, right? But if we push the vote and if we all go out and make sure that we vote, it'll force them to cheat harder, which is going to make them more liable to be caught. So that, that's the that's the reason I would vote at this point. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Anyway, country's a giant joke. It's always been a criminal enterprise masquerading as a democracy. And then when I have Andre Martinov next week, we're going to talk about porn. We're going to oh, talk geez. about America's porn addiction. And I'm not talking about pornography in the sense of sex. America has a porn addiction, right? There's porn in the traditional sense, but America's also addicted to food porn. America is, is, is obsessed with military porn. America's, you know, it's, its, own, its own porn about itself, its own history. All these myths. And so when, you're, when you have a country where everybody's sold onto a myth, Right, everybody's sold onto a legend, this gr- bigger than life nonsense. Right, 
what happens is you tend to fabricate fantasy, right? Like, because, oh, my God, all the stuff is happening behind the scenes. No. It's gross incompetence. Dude, I, I mean, I've literally had conversations with people where, you know, I'm talking about hypersonic missiles that, that were lagging behind in development of hypersonic weapons. They're like, don't worry, we have alien technology. And I wanted to, like, like facepalm myself. Because not only are we God's only chosen country on God's green earth, guys, but we're the only country on planet Earth that extraterrestrials not only visit, but they purposely crash their ships into, and we're the only ones that extraterrestrials will appear themselves to our naval fighter aircraft and whatnot. So we're, we're, you know, we're, we're special in all these regards. And what's going to happen is that a country that believes all this this fairy tale bullshit about itself, all of which was formed after Bretton Woods, after the prosperity of Lend Lease, after the devastation of World War II, all of this fantasy bullshit is going to come to an end very soon. And it's going to happen within our lifetimes. It's going to happen sooner than what many people think. And I, 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 if I was a betting man, I'd say in the next two to three years, maybe five at the most. Gentlemen, I, I want to be on for that talk if I can, because I got there, there's a there's a conversation around that. It has to do with people who are uncomfortable or just simply want to ignore reality. So they focus on fantasy and it goes into like the metaverse. It goes into a lot of things. Of there's, there's a lot of philosophy around that. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's like it's like when you think about the metaverse, who's like the biggest consumer of metaverse garbage? It's here. It's the West. The West is crazy. It's insane, man. It's, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm ready for the asteroid strike at this point or, or, or a, a Sarmat 2. Either one I'm, I'm happy with at this point, man, because something, something needs to happen. People need to wake the hell up. It's, it's dopamine versus serotonin. It's, Yo, that's it, what it is, man. It, yeah. It's dopamine addicts out here. Yeah. It's instant gratification and in trying to be happy as opposed to building something in your life and to be contented. And there, you can contented is a sustainable feeling. Sorry to use that term sustainable. I know it's kind of a freaking hack term, but you can sustain contentment. But to be joyous and happy, those are fleeting moments, and people get crack addicted to it, and that's not normal. Nope. So that's 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 the the gist of you know what I would say. Yeah. And with that being said, folks, we're at the end of the show. See, do you want to add anything? Nope. Or... That's it. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy your Cinco de Mayo, folks. Go out and get some tequila. Uh, take a shot in honor of El Cuco, and uh, that's it. <laughs> and with that, we'll be back tomorrow. With uh, we have Velas tomorrow. Velas, are you on tomorrow? Shoot, I think so. I think he is. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, it is. We got Velas and Harley. So keep it locked over here, folks. We're over and out. Cheers. Adios, amigos. Adios. Buenas, no- buenas tardes. Buenas tardes. All right, gents, be safe.